Light me at five. We're talking about a whole new philosophy. I just don't want to answer to anybody anymore. So what you guys are telling me is that you're trying to decide if you want to be homeless or not. <laughs> Light me at five. Like, where's the line? You're on. Are we ready to go, intern? We're ready to go. This guy. Mm-hmm. When are we going to get Ahmed in here for a uh, tryout? <laughs> Who? Ahmed. Ahmed. <laughs> that Turkish gentleman that we were talking about. Ahmed. Ahmed. He's going to, he's very attentive. If you need coffee, I, he runs. I got coffee. You got coffee. Yeah. Nobody else I in here. I asked you if you wanted coffee. That was last, Both of you. That was last episode. That was, oh, that's that was right. the last episode, but he did ask. He I did, did ask. A whole episode ago. <laughs> uh, an average, we have what, like three weeks between episodes. So, well, yeah, because we got to all go if into quarantine. If you want to go the average time in between these episodes, you <laughs> did ask for coffee a long time ago. <laughs> Let's see if we average it. It's... Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Average time. Well, hopefully we've got some listeners that are sticking around with us. Uh, we're trying to flesh out. We're slowly going to grow into uh, our, our shoes here and find out where we fit in. Uh, I left you, what's, that, what's the word, in, in, uh, 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 enigma? I, I left them in mystery. Uh, I'm looking for it. Come on, help me out, intern. Enigma, you know old English words. Both words, yes. Uh, I, uh, like a, I, I left you on a, on a, on a cliffhanger? cliffhanger, a suspense about shopping for teenagers. Yeah, that was, Jason, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jason yeah. immediately bought budget tickets to Thailand. <laughs> and that was not. Do you know how cheap not. it is to get to Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> I simply meant grocery shopping. Uh, I've noticed that I, I shop for sheer like bulk and fillability at this point, like like taste is not oh, yeah. even inner into the equation. I'm like with a cereal aisle, and I'm like uh, shredded wheats. Oh yeah, Dude, that's uh, Dude, that's like, heavy. It'll keep them filled for a while. When the lockdowns first happened and uh, grocery stores were just out of control, yeah, I remember going grocery shopping and being like, "Well, looks like I have to choose between three different types of pasta sauce." Yeah. And it was like shopping in like uh, not America, and none of them were like yeah, a nice none of the sauces like, were red either. <laughs> One was then there's the the Alfredo, and then some was it like was it like pesto? real real tomato sauce? You would pour out and it would it, be it was, clear with chunks of tomato yeah, it, in it. It was actually a can. <laughs> <laughs> It was like it was like the the, the army not, not issue. a glass jar. It was it a was can. the nineteen forty five army issue of uh, Paschetti sauce. That's how it was spelled. Too. Yeah, that was the brand. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's ketchup on noodles. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. What it's ketchup on noodles? No, I haven't either. It, I'm making fun of the sauce. I'm making fun of this yeah, runny not, uh, sauce. I'm not complete and total white trash. He's so. saying he's saying that this is the worst <laughs> sauce. We got to slow it down for the intern. We were already going like in like the slowest speed that we could. 
You're, I, where your improv background supposed to fill in here? Well, I have to have knowledge of what you're talking about. I never put ketchup on noodles. God, no more edibles for the intern. No. Come on, man. That's the only thing I get paid. I have. I I make egg burgers, right? Hamburgers with an egg. Oh, I do that too. Those they're are fan, delicious. Fantastic. Yeah, you know what? Delicious. You son of a bitch. I thought I invented that. <laughs> so I really need you to just shut up <laughs> right now. Right. Do you know how many different burgers <laughs> with eggs I've had on top? None until I've mentioned it. I'm telling you right now. Anyway, my point was, <laughs> my kids, I've determined that it's a two-step process like they'll do for cooking, and they won't go a step farther. They'll die if it's a third step involved. Meaning, like, they'll make a burger, and then they'll make the bun up, and they'll put them together. But if you... Require them to actually make an egg too to throw on the burger. That would be the one step too far, and they'll never do it. Like my oldest boy, he's even less. He's a one stepper. As soon as we're out of cereal, he's gonna die in the apocalypse. He's well, done. I think you got ambitious kids. I yeah, got, I got one who complains about pouring his own cereal. Well, and and will whine. Is trying got, to get you to do it for does him. Does he have a shaky hand? Because what if he's just... No. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's why you've always had milk on your counter. No, he's uh, he's 19 years old now. He ought to be able to pour a box of cereal. Did you ever see, you know, uh, Blazing Saddles when he says... Uh, <laughs> what, what's he say? <laughs> Said he has a Say rock. what he says. Yeah, but I shoot <laughs> with this hand. <laughs> yeah. What were you talking about, Jason? Oh, I don't know. What quote were you talking about, Jason? I've I'd not, like to hear your I've quote because I had the quote down exactly. <laughs> I've actually never seen the movie. I just know through cultural references that there are things that are said that I don't know. Like I said, I've never seen it. No, I see. You went. <laughs> He's purging his Twitter background, his Facebook background. Got to delete some tweets real quick. Yeah, got to go. Worried about the cancel culture over here. That's actually, I just remembered something that I got to write down. Well, don't let it stop you. You yeah, got to write right down. Ahead. Let's stop the pod. <laughs> this is what everyone likes, so right, behind-the-scenes stuff. This is where your uncooperative and a perpetually late comedy partner here, Jason LeVoon, stops the podcast so that he can write down something he remembered. Go ahead, Jason. Take it from there. No, I, I got it. It's all in my head. It's all in my head. We're good. Oh man, I tell you what. So I, uh, so I had, I had a, I was booked to do a show for Colton Cole, right? It was another bar show. That's really all we've got in the in the semi pro league that we're in. Uh, there's not many comedy clubs out there. Well, there's one, but they haven't been showing me no love. But they're showing Jason love, and he'll be, uh, he'll be a, that'll be a, that'll be the point of a future episode. So anyway, so I, so I booked this show in Bremen, Indiana. Bremen. 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 I discussed this when I was there at Google. You discussed it with me before. It's yeah, Bremen. It's Bremen. And it's uh Bremen. so I so I booked this show in Bremen. I had to take I had to go pick up uh uh Anton Ware. Right. <laughs> and uh <laughs> no, Anton Ware and Bremen seems to me that He's, that was a scream. Every First, time I've had Tone in my car, <laughs> I'm scared that if we get seen by the police they're gonna be like, this man is either soliciting this prostitute, yeah, I know. I know. or this he is, is trying to buy drugs. This is 
There's no reason these two should be in a vehicle together, especially in this neighborhood. Okay, Anton Ware. Every time me and Tony have been in the car together. Anton Ware is a, a, a half black, half white comedian who has a very distinct sideshow bob around hair. <laughs> And uh, and he refuses to come on the show. I I will never I will never forgive him for that. Uh, well, no, the radio show. He's all oh, about, okay. He's all about coming he's all on about the podcast. Oh, yeah, okay, where, man. Where he can say what he wants. So I had to pick him up. First, I've, like, let me let me rewind this. This is the second time I've had to pick up Tone for a show. I've told this story I think before, but on the radio. But uh, so I had to pick up Tone for the roast of Batman, right? And I pull up to his house, and uh, I'm in an Impala. I'm, a, I'm an older, silver hair, silver fox gentleman with some sunglasses on. And Anton, like a detective. Yeah. And Anton, <laughs> Anton Ware comes walking out of the house, and Anton Ware is like 90 pounds soaking wet, and his hair is probably 15 pounds of it. Just, 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 you know. And he comes walking out in a Superman outfit. He already got his pajamas on for the, for the roast and just strolls over. And gets in my car. No parents check up on us. No, uh, like I feel like I'm doing something wrong this whole time. This young, uh, 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 this young man in a in a Superman outfit. I'm like, I'm like, get in the car, baby. You know, just making it rain. And then I was like, did nobody check up on us? Like, I'm, at least I wasn't wearing my tights yet. So, no, if I if I saw that, I would take a note yes, in case. That's like, what I'm saying. How like there was shady. a bulletin across the news. Yeah, I like, think you know I, what? I did see Superman get into an Impala. Yeah, early. yeah. I think With I'm a strange white cop. I'm pretty sure I was breaking some law, right? But I, anyway, so I we the show killed. We did a good job. Anyway, so I go pick him up for this Bremen show. We take off. I go pick him up outside when I get out of work, and I'm just going to take him back to my house. Take a tone back to my house. And uh, and then uh, we're going to go to the show. And so I stop, and I order, pre-ordered some pizzas and shit and, uh, and some, uh, uh, some wings for my girlfriend's son, right? Uh, we take him back to the house. So... Tone, I done stoned him out on the way to the house. So my like, hey, Tone, fill up on some pizza and shit. I'm gonna take a shower real quick. Get ready for the show. Now I call down to Brady, uh, and uh, he's not there. And he was been talking about going to his grandma, so I thought he was gone. So I said, and my sons hate buffalo wings, and I don't like it either. So I said, hey, Tone, you want these wings? He's like, yeah. So like five minutes later, he's on the internet going. Dean, the kindest racist I ever met, <laughs> done bought me wings, <laughs> and uh, and what's funny about that is 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 as soon as he's doing that, Brady comes walking out of the bathroom, and Brady's like six seven, and I was like, hey Brady, Psh. hey man, don't stole your wings, man. You can't trust this guy for nothing. <laughs> like, like, uh, like I didn't realize Brady was there anyway, so I gave away his wings, and then Tone. <laughs> plaster me on facebook about it so we go to the show so we're, we're gonna go to the show so we leave and i i i picked up a uh, a nice uh, pre-roll from the uh dispensary to share with tone yeah. and we get all blown out we're going to and, and and there's construction downtown bremen and i don't know what if i just forgot the rules to the road or 
what or or, I, or you were you were stoned or i was really high <laughs> but i just drove right around the, the road statute of limitations <laughs> on that by the way <laughs> <laughs> i just drove right around the road close sign because like the other lane was open for some reason didn't occur to me that the other lane is literally like the other oh, lane yeah. so i just zipped around it and i'm going i'm downtown bremen it's all shut and like it's brand new street brand new pavement i gotta say hell of a job smooth as can be quiet I crept up like a ninja, except I was the only one on the street, and, except for one dude walking. And I said, sir, uh, where's Hooples? And he's like, what are you doing driving on the street? Like, he's just looking at me like, you're an idiot, you know. <laughs> he says, it's right over there. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we start pulling forward. I go, Tone, am I supposed to be driving here? He's like, Psh, I don't know. I don't even drive. <laughs> and I was like, damn. All right, I don't think I am. So it occurs to me I'm, like, driving where I'm not supposed to. So I hang a right to get out of this construction site, and I have to run a barricade that's set up outside the police station. So that's how I started my day. So anyway, so we go in there. There's, it's the place usually is, not a good idea in right. Freeman. Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> this place this place has connections, man. Hoopless is, oh, yeah. is like a yeah. little different. Yeah. So yeah. I go in there, man, and uh, there's a table in the back. I sit down. And and Tone gets up and he's hosting, so he gets up and he's doing his host thing. So our table's empty, and a couple come, but the whole place is packed. So this couple comes in, kind of a high dollar uh, girl by the look of it, a lot of big diamonds, nice young gentleman. And I said, you guys can sit here if you want. You're not going to bother me because there's nowhere else to sit. So they sit down. A few minutes later, guy comes in who was clearly coming looking for them. He's covered in neck tattoos. His whole hands covered in tattoos. His fingers are tattooed up, and it's Cyrillic, uh, Russian. I didn't know it was Russian at the time. It was just it was weird writing. I couldn't read. Yeah. And uh, so he sits down at the table, and they pull out cigars and they light them up, and they're smoking cigars at this table, and they start talking back and forth. in Russian, just back and forth. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And right then, tones introduced me. Like he he don't I I don't know maybe I lost track or he bailed out earlier or something but he starts introducing me and I'm like well you know all right cool there's there's some Russians here so I got I could do my set it kills I do a good job if I do say so myself I come back down they're still back and forth smoking the cigars they stop and they're like you you funny man you good guy and then they keep going they go back and forth so the 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 Russians on the left just came from the casino. And and their hand they hit big and she's talking about her techniques and he's handing wads of money under the table to the other Russian guy. Everybody and their brother that's walking in is greeting this Russian like they haven't seen him in a long time. It's so good to see you back. Hey, Mikhail's gonna see you back. And they all keep sending shots to the table, which he keeps turning away. I have no idea what kind of Russian mob connection is going down in the middle of Bremen, Indiana. It There's has definitely something to do with the Trump administration. <laughs> Possibly. I have the paperwork. I have reviewed the documents. There were 6,000 votes that were uh, counted for. You understood Russian because, in. what, of your days in espionage in East Berlin or what? I what uh, I had a roommate. When I was a roommate. That's not Russian. That's Czechoslovakia. <laughs> it was, Come on. <laughs> There was a, when I was in the when I was in the navy. The guy lived in the bar for a while. I lived in the barracks. The guy lived in the hallway across from me was a Russian linguist that worked for oh, the okay, intelligence yeah, department. Yeah. So he would watch movies to keep his Russian going. He watched all his TV in Russian, and uh, and you'd hear these Russian stuff coming out of. I thought he was a spy. You know, I was like, does nobody know this guy's living here? I mean, come on! All these anonymous tips to the CIA down there, nothing. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Cloak and Dagger as a kid. Did you ever see that movie? No. no. You guys, you guys are. This is before my time. You guys are lame. I was in Cloak and Dagger, so I didn't need to see the movie. You probably were. You lived it. So, Jason, you had a you uh, you did a show this weekend or last uh, Friday, last Friday. Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? It went all right. It was a good show. Blue the light. Embarrassed yourself a little yeah. bit. I had never I never been to this club before, and uh, they have. Like you hadn't a, been. You hadn't been up there for the. I'd never been there for anything before. Huh. Okay. Um, Never been there. Yep, never been there. Uh, I got a message on the internet from the guy who books the place and was like, "You want to come do the show?" So I went, and that's uh, a really I really like the place. Yeah, it's a really cool club. They uh, treat they, right. They yeah, they take care of people. Had a nice little green room, free give, food, free drink. Give a shout out, Jeff Webb. Yep, uh, booking at the Market Lounge in Valparaiso, Market Lounge and Comedy Club. Uh, knows how to treat you, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool little place. It was my first time there. And, uh, so the crowd split, right, at that at that stage there. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't originally designed, I don't think. Or, or it was originally designed one of those places where you have, like, a, a band that kind of plays. Well, he's they've got another room back there. Yeah. He the showed me that room. They're yeah. they're putting they're going to start doing shows back there too. Well, they've done them before. My second show there was at that banquet hall. Okay, but that was the the canine show. Yeah, yeah. But the um, but the, the so so the stage is set up, and then so half the crowds to your left, and the other half the crowds to your right, and you're actually facing the bar. So you just kind of wow. work left, work right. It's not as as bad as it sounds. Uh, uh, the the attic, the comedy attic in Bloomington, mm-hmm. is set up in a similar, set up in an L shape, and you're kind of at the base of the L, so that yeah. the room's straight ahead in front of you, and yeah. then straight ahead to your right. And uh, but it's it's really it's kind of a weird setup too there because the, the the lights are so bright you can't see like anything beyond the very first row and then like there's like five chairs that share the stage with you where like five people in the crowd are on stage with you but the stage is a little wide small stage make someone hold your drink yeah Yeah, well it's fun when you gotta turn and like have a conversation with somebody you've got people right there right and what's nice too i always i've seen before there is too is if you get uh, a heckler or someone difficult in the crowd you then turn bring them to the stage well no it's just that that stage becomes your team you're like, you can't believe this guy the way he's treating us? Yeah. You see that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And immediately yeah. these people are on your side, and then the rest of the crowd jumps right on, too. And it's just a tool to – it's like anything else. Well, that's a like a really, that's like a really, really good comedy room to begin with. Oh, it's a great with. room, yeah. Because there, there's just such – with IU there, there's such a variety of age in that room and uh, uh, just ethnic background. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just – it's all across the board. You've got some young, you've got some old. It's, it's, a, it's a great room. It's a great town for comedy. But that being said – Valpo, you go up there and kill it, and you miss the light, which, generally speaking, can usually be a bad thing. But I've seen that. You're the second person I know has blown the light and then got more time from him later, like the very next show. Well, that's I because I, I didn't know how it worked, and I I know I've done my time in my head. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? So I just keep rattling stuff up, and at some point I, I happen to notice there's a red light above a door yep. directly in front of my eyeballs. Yeah, that would be the light. Like, oh, that's got to be the light. Been on for like So I mumbled around minutes. and got off stage real quick, and uh, I sat down, and <laughs> I was supposed to do 10 minutes, and Max Tidy was sitting at the table. It was sweet 20 minutes. Like 20. <laughs> It's like I wasn't up there twenty minutes. He's like, dude, you you were up there for like twenty minutes. Yeah, 
Like, there's no way. So I asked Brian. I was like, how long was it up there? And he's like, I don't know, man, like 15 to 17 minutes. I'm like, oh, Brian, speaking of, Brian did that to me when I was hosting, though, at one of the DIY events. Uh, he's telling me, we're worried about time. We're squeezing more people in at the showcase. And Brian's like, don't worry, Dean. I plan on just doing like seven. And at seven, like, I got the light up. And at 10, you know, you're kind of like waving the light at him. And then at like 12, I stood up. <laughs> then I thought, you know, screw it. DIY was putting this thing on. He can just have it. And then I walked <laughs> off. And then he did another five. He did 17 minutes when he was going to do seven. So, so yeah, once I realized yeah. how much time I did, I was, I, asked, I told Jeff, I was like, man, I'm my bad, dude. I didn't even. And he's like, no, it's my fault. I should have, should have let you know. That's that, and I. You know what's funny about that? Well, is, that's what he's like. Plus, you were do. It'd be one thing if you were dying up there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you were doing good. So well, when you're dying, you start looking for the light. Yeah. <laughs> you start searching. Just, for man, oh, I just kinda, I just saw a light. That's that, my time. That, nope, nope. That was the cell phone. Nope, that was you the go, light. You go that was the light. That was my time. No, 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 that was the that's microwave. my cue. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one paranoia I got when I'm out of town. Is is I have this paranoia about seeing the light because there's so many places like, like several of the competitions I've been in they're like don't don't you dare blow the light you're like okay where's the light it's this tiny little pin light I've got so I'm gonna put directly it's behind a laser this, pointer <laughs> it's a laser pointer I'm gonna put behind the spotlight so that all you can see is the halo glare from the spotlight <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm just gonna expect you to you know. As I see that a lot. It, it, it's that's a paranoia point for me. I'm always like, "Where's the light? Can I see it? Can you turn it on and blink it at me?" <laughs> then when, and if I'm still not sure, when one when somebody comes off stage, I'll be like, "Hey, psh, where was the light?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me uh, every time. Jeff's isn't too bad now. You know where it's at. It's pretty easy to see. I mean, it's only like I don't know nine inches across and less than 10 feet away from you yeah it's yeah as soon as you see it because that's what happened to me like i said in my head i had known i i've done over my time what something's going on here and uh so i'm just kind of going through more bits and at some point through a bit i just i it's all you could see is this big bright red light that's probably been lit for i don't know five to ten minutes like oh jesus Indeed. All right, time Indeed. to talk really fast because this one I'll get off stage. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I like the play stage. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Brian always says. I've been Brian. You guys have been great. <laughs> it's like a DJ voice. Uh, I'm going to yeah. start saying it whenever they do really bad. Like whenever it's a terrible audience that hates me. That's when I'm going to start going. I'm Dean, and you guys have been awesome. <laughs> the thing that makes it is letting it drag. Yeah. Awesome. Except you. They give it to the one guy that laughed at you the whole time. You. Yeah. You fucking. You just you join your high hoist over there judging me, you son of a bitch. Is that what you think? Make him cut the mic on you. We did the show. We did the show in Argus, and... Uh, uh, the only issue we really had was that the, the we needed a better speaker. Oh, yeah. It didn't quite reach the back of the room. Yeah. I, told, I had to project. I strained something. I was sweating. I don't know. Think of somebody that sweats very badly. That was, that was me that night. Because they were having trouble hearing Jace from the back. And the problem what happens is when you've got a group of tables back there who can't really hear him, 
they start talking amongst themselves. Right. Yeah. And and you know, and you can't blame them so much because they were very supportive of the comedy coming out. They stopped us on the way out the door and appreciated we came. And we came, but um, I can't I can't blame somebody. Yeah, I felt like uh, those people were more excited about the idea of us than they were actually about us. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They were like, whoa. You guys, we weren't that into, but we know other things are coming now. So <laughs> <laughs> it finally stopped raining today, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. and she's got wings half off. <laughs> what we were talking about though, if we could tap into the sound system that they're using, uh, they got little surround sound speakers everywhere. That would that would solve our problem. But it's new owners, new place, new setup, and. Uh, it made me a question though, because I was about in the market for speakers as we speak. So it's making me review what I what I know or what my so-called friends know about uh, speakers. I told Brian not to get that Bluetooth thing. Yeah, Max's is louder though. Yeah, but for the same amount of money, there's no need for Bluetooth on those. I agree. I'd rather have the, the I'd rather same, have the cable for the same amount of money. You can get a four channel powered mixer head with two speakers that come with stands. The whole nine for like three hundred bucks. Bluetooth, you have a chance for stuff to bleed into. Well, and the way they the well, way that these are all made are they're individual speakers that you link additional components on right. to later. Just buy two speakers that hook up with speaker cables. Yeah, and and it's here's a the, here's the other thing: is that uh, at one of the shows we were at. The DIY had the Bluetooth speaker that somebody in the crowd figured out they could just tie into the Bluetooth. No, yeah, that's no, no. Point. You got cables. No, that it was shielded. It Everything was they were closed. It was other comedians hooking their phones up so they could set up their own walk on walk up music. music. That's what it was. That's right. Like you need walk on music in this parking lot show that we're doing. Oh yeah. So while I'm in the uh, middle of my set, all of a sudden the music music starts playing because yeah. some comedian's queuing up their walk-up song. He's, he's trying to he's trying to tell his like, penis Jesus. jokes, and he hear, a big disgrace, you got mud on your face, I'm kicking your can all over the place. Oh. But, but we need a YouTube. The look on his face was absolutely priceless. <laughs> It was fabulous. <laughs> we do have. There's a new comedy club opening up in town. I'm not gonna, we're going to say any names because it hasn't been announced yet. But uh, we're very excited about uh, some friends of ours are involved. So more stage time. I'm a big stage whore. So <laughs> you've got a stage, and I don't even care if you got an audience. If you got a stage, I'll come out there and just <laughs> fill my guts out there if you want. But these last two shows, last two i've done now have been uh, my first 30 minute sets so that's good yeah i was very stoked about that and then yeah. you've got uh 30 minute sets coming up yeah first 30 minute set friday it there's a different pace like it's a 20 minutes with the first time i did a 20 minute set was the first time i felt not rushed and still like at 20 minutes i do i don't feel rushed but uh anything below that i feel like i'm in a hurry like i, like, I don't yeah. have time and, I, and the problem is i cut off people when I like, they laugh i love doing 10 15 minutes i feel like that's like the sweet spot for me really yes 30 30 i, I, I feel i, like I feel like 10 15 minutes i don't have to like i'm not super aware of my pacing you know what i mean yeah. and like that's just like the sweet spot for me i was always taught comedy less is more 
Less you can is, make anything better by cutting half of what. Well, you I, I would agree, but you're talking about the general writing. But if you're getting yeah. booked to do a 30 minute feature well, spot, yeah, yeah, then you need 30 minutes right. of material. Sure, but yeah, I was always taught you can prove whatever or improve whatever you're doing. 100 no, I would agree that my my seventy percent of it. My 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 biggest mistake early on in writing was is uh, overwrite. I mean, I still overwrite, but I do it kind of on purpose now. Yeah. So then I can go back and cut, but. You'll find uh, the more you cut, the the quicker the punchlines yep. come, the better. But then again, you got to fill time too, right? So, yeah. And guys, I uh, I redid. I don't know how it happened, but in my head, I got Brian's silent K joke. I rewrote that into a like basically a more he can use as a one liner or yeah more straight and concise. Because I don't even you know his joke he took. The whole thing is basically, I, I shorten it down to like, uh, he could tell a story about how uh, Tony Shrum is super racist. Like, there's actually a clan presence there. It's a lot, it's like, it's more subtle these days. Like, words that have silent letters, you know. Like, you know, a knife has a K in front of it. Where I come from, they spell knife with three Ks. Yeah. So we could get like straight to it and shorter because that's like a whole long credit thing. credit that to uh, Brian Collins. Yeah, that's his bit there. Good, but the uh, yeah, and, and what's that's what's great about working with the comedians that I work with though is that uh, they'll often like I'll do a show and and Jace could throw a tag out there. Hey, try this, boom, and I love some I love or I don't, but he doesn't get all hurt over it whether yeah. I do or I don't. Yeah. And uh, you know some of the scenes you walk into are, are the same way. But it's good. Yeah. Are you fucking with me? No. Intern? No. I'll put you back in the corner. We're gonna get we're gonna get uh I forget his damn name. <laughs> that Turkish kid back in here. Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah. Get a man yeah. in here. I think he really wants the job too. <laughs> I think you better find out if he's actually Turkish before you keep saying that though. I'm also. pretty sure he's Turkish. Well, you know yeah, no, I'm not gonna I don't want to overstep my bounds here. I am just an intern. So there's one more DIY show at the uh, Whiskey Showcase coming up. So by the time this hits air, um, this will have already happened. So it <laughs> could have happened last year. For all I know, this is taking so long to get this damn podcast up and running. So I'm going to need listeners. We need listeners out there. Uh, uh, messages, any questions you got? Send us some email. We have an email, don't we? That's my uh, yeah. That you we got do. the email. That's me. <laughs> You're uh, prepared. It's a, I believe it's lightme at five gmail dot com. But if it doesn't work, I'll be back with you next time with a real email. <laughs> I, I made it up. I don't remember. It was months ago, man. Months ago. We've had literally it, I, months I've had ago. A, I've had plague in my house since. Yeah, you're right. Did I tell you my girlfriend brought it in? Yeah. Just like a knife to the heart. Yeah, just, you, you said that. Just betrayed me. This is, I forgot there is a plague, so if that is the wrong email address, just send us a smoke signal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole infrastructure is going to crumble anyway. Carrier pigeon, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it can't until we start releasing some pod. Yeah. A message in a bottle. It, I think, <laughs> isn't it true that once it goes online, it's it goes into space? 
right? It's not space. It's on the internet. Whatever, man. It's projected in space. We have a satellite that just projects all pods into space, as I understand it. So there are aliens that are listening to this We need to. Does it even really actually exist? (laughs) It's like sound that just moves through the air, you know? Is it even air, though, man? Because it vibrates over your ears a certain way. People can copyright that. Come on. You sure you didn't get that uh, pre-roll on the way in here today? Let me tell you something. I'm making making a turkey today. (laughs) You're making a turkey. Oh, yeah. I made a turkey last year. It was fantastic. Okay. I, 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 my, I think what most people's problem with their turkeys is they overthink it. I um, <laughs> this is. I was listening to uh, Andrew Cuomo give his uh, you know, his daily talks about what's going on in the city. Yeah. And this was uh the day before Thanksgiving, and I realized like because people give Trump a hard time for the way he talks. He gets yeah. you know yeah. And I've realized for the first time, like, oh, he just talks like he's from New York. To a great extent, you're right. Because Andrew Cuomo was talking about turkeys before he gave a speech. <laughs> and he's like, I'm making a turkey. <laughs> Problem making a turkey is you've got to help keep it moist. Everyone's got their own technique. I've been using the, the tinfoil tent method. That's what I do. Tinfoil tent. That's where you. Me and Kuma. That's where you make a tent out of tinfoil. Help keep the turkey moist. My tinfoil is huge. It never works. Turkey's <laughs> always dry. <laughs> yeah, overcooking's got it. Turkey's dry. always dry, but that's why I say, if the turkey's dry, use the gravy. And gravy is just a lubricant for the turkey. <laughs> I was like, this sounds exactly like something Donald Trump would say. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, I could yeah. like, that's all I heard was like, dude, he just, yeah. oh, he, they're from New York. Okay. But you know what? He's absolutely right about yeah. the gravy. It is a lubricant for the turkey. It's a lubricant for the turkey. For the turkey. And I then after he gives his whole speech, he goes into like all their shutdown stuff, like all the new guidelines. And then I guess they're starting a new campaign for Thanksgiving in New York. Wear a mask, don't be a turkey. <laughs> So, <laughs> I got to hear him say turkey a lot of times, and it's very Donald Trump-like. Uh, don't be a toikey. 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 <laughs> says, you can call me a cocksucker, you can call me a motherfucker, but don't call me a jive turkey. Well, there's a difference there. Yeah. It's a jive turkey. All right, well, we appreciate everybody coming out. All right. We're going to get him an email soon, so you can ask some questions if uh, anybody can hear me out there. Um, Dean Jarrett again. I'm Jason LaFoon. And I'm the world's oldest intern. Indeed. Until next time. Coming up next, it's a... Like me at five. Flashback. Coming up next, it's a... Like me at five. Flashback. And we are with the Sage of Marshall County, Dean Jernigan, who uh, we must make clear we are maintaining proper distance. It's really, uh, really annoying, you know. <laughs> it's just really, really annoying. How you, how you doing there, Rusty? I'm doing fine, and I, I should say you even have a plastic straw, so that's even more annoying. You're ruining the planet while you slurp into our microphone. Yeah, yeah. I'm... <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's by my, it's my reading habits lately. Okay. It's really just affecting my lifestyle.
Oh, okay. When I say reading habits, I mean audio books so that someone's reading out loud to oh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like I still, I still like to read. I still try to read daily, but I, I get, I crack open a book and it's like there's some sort of sleeping powder that busts out of the pages. You know, I've noticed it too. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll even be enjoying it, and I just, just can't stay away for it. So I, I don't know. I, I need to, I need to invent some sort of apparatus that sets me up. So I can read. I think part of the problem is I lay down. Yeah, but, but that anyway, is, that I'm, is. I'm getting you're sidetracking yeah. there. Yeah. Sorry, I've been listening to um, the commentaries from Julius Caesar. Ooh, yeah, and uh, I don't know where they got the voice of God to read for him, <laughs> but I feel like Caesar himself is dictating uh, this message to me. So I'm going to play you a little, nice of, play you a little clip. Nice of him to do that. I... These savage mercenaries had crossed the Rhine. They began, after a time, to appreciate the Gallic farmlands and the Gallic way of life. And then they brought over others. That is, uh, that is pretty... Uh... It is always a procedure himself by <laughs> writing to me. <laughs> but do you think, when Caesar had a nice like it is, uh, instead of uh, that perfect British accent that went... This is you my know. world, Rusty. This is my commentary. Oh, sorry. Right? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the at the gas station, and I'm like, I would like one fountain drink, please. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, Do you have a rewards card? Not at this time. <laughs> Did somebody say, Sean Connery's in the store. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but like the proper, like, it's funny. Sorry, very much puzzled. Yeah, it's like it rubs off on you as you're listening to it. The Anguana, the deal tweaky, the um, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's how actors prepare as well. If they're going to do a dialect or something, they listen constantly to people speaking the way they're going to be expected to speak. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. But, uh, it's just, I, I just, I can, in my head, I can hear that guy. Actually, that. That's the way you're so. thinking now, right? Yeah. Yeah, like it's affecting me. <laughs> That's the voice you hear speaking in your brain when you're thinking, yeah. I think I'll get a soda today. Yeah. Strike swiftly. Yeah. It will keep this social distancing. That would be, a, that would be difficult if you, you find yourself talking to your kids that way. It's strange, you know, because now for me, the, I started to say, it's not like there's a bunch of outlets of mine. That's affected by this, but it is because comedies of is one where I get oh, yeah. out and I yeah. you know I get out of the cave once in a while, and then baseball is the other one. Oh, baseball! Oh yeah, you're you're a Cub fan, aren't you? Oh, oh, baseball! I miss baseball so much. You know, I wasn't even going to bring up baseball to you because you're the divorcee <laughs> in that relationship that like yep. is still bitter about yeah. the marriage. You're right. You're exactly right. So I wasn't even going to bring it up. But you know what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I miss the Cubs. I miss baseball. It's Have a little bit of rizzle action at the plate. That doesn't sound a bit like Harry Carey. It doesn't. <laughs> Caesar. It's my Caesar. Caesar. Can you imagine Caesar doing play-by-play for the Cubs? <laughs> Well, he talk, refers to himself in third person a lot in the uh, Caesar saw a good play. We wear that little leafy thing on the head. Yeah, the, the oak leaves. Yeah, earned, earned, granted to him by the people and the 
Senate. Now you can just pick them up and throw them on your head. It's not the same thing. <laughs> well, I can dress up like the president. That doesn't mean I'm the pres. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I'll tell you, though. The uh, Yeah, but baseball. Baseball, I really... I got to be honest with you. I'm not missing it a minute. I, I'm just not. I was... Uh, so I'm laying on the couch yesterday watching Midway. The new, the new one. Have you seen? Have you seen the new one? No, I've seen. The, is that the one with uh, 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 what's his name? Yeah, that, that was helpful. Is that the one with what's his name? <laughs> Not to be confused with who's that guy? Uh, no, um, Affleck. Is that the no, one? No, with no, him? no, 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 no. Okay. No, no one, no one that like. I almost started saying no one famous. <laughs> Dennis Quaid's in it. Oh, and uh, Woody Harrelson okay. is Nimitz. That really strange be, cast. That, yeah, that that's kind of strange casting to me. Yeah, I thought it mind. was. I thought well, well, well. Quaid plays Bill Halsey, so like I thought that was funny. <laughs> he was just all like, and that that was pretty much how I pictured the old admirals. Yeah. The Even looking at their black and white photos when they're they're first in and walk into the room with their eyebrows. Yeah, you know. Yeah. These men, these these are serious men. Eyebrows and that's attitude. how I can tell a yeah. serious man because I spend a lot of time trimming my eyebrows and making sure they're under control. And I'm not a serious guy. See, no, that's just it. Serious men don't bother with eyebrows. So when when you see eyebrows come charging in the first thing in the room, you know you're dealing with a serious man. That's why I'm no good at negotiations. They take one look at my eyebrows and they're like, "This guy spent." Five, maybe seven minutes trimming his eyebrows today. I have to say that I gain new insights every time I, uh, <laughs> I, I come in it. here with you. I that believe is, it. It's uh, something that I never would have uh, thought. I got know. this method I use, Rusty. It's called <laughs> picking a subject and then just carrying on like I know what I'm talking about. And I'm good at it, you know? Just never thought I would see the day when i would be informed that uh, a poker tail would be having <laughs> your eyebrows trimmed well you know <laughs> it gives it away that i have other cares in the world so so you so you're getting me all sidetracked again. sorry sorry entirely your fault this midway <laughs> i'm watching and what they really have here is a movie because there was a movie back in the day midway yep. that was outstanding it was a great movie great movie yeah. um charlton heston yeah he was in it and um yeah. Used a lot of combat footage. It was a great movie. This movie was like, hey, let's make a movie about Pearl Harbor, Coral Sea, Marshall Islands, Doolittle Raid, the uh, you know, like like literally every aspect of World War II in the Pacific. <laughs> Condense it down to a measly four hours, and then uh, let's call it. I don't know. Let's pick a battle in the middle. Midway. No wrong. No, it was it was really good as far as that goes. But it takes place like five years takes place in four hours or something. Oh yeah, and. Um, the the graphics though were so realistic that I I'm waiting I'm sur- I'm surprised no one's ha- called me to find out what I thought of the Battle of Midway because I believe I participated last night. <laughs> were you one of those guys that jumped in the, the I got gun a, turret? And I'm just saying I got a little bit, little PTSD from it just from watching the movie from putting me in it. They put me in it. They 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 put me in the movie, Rusty. They did see, a good job. It's got to be a little different for you because you were actually on a ship. Well, you know what I mean? Well, I so mean, these ships were 70 years before. Well, that yeah, but still on. you you the situation would have been 
similar to something you at least trained for. Oh, it? yeah, because just like I said, when the movie started and started stuff started blowing up, I was like, that was like every day, maybe. <laughs> that was like every time I was, I mean, I don't even know, you know? I don't even know what I'm doing here. You know, I shouldn't have. It was like every day. No, I just, you know, that would be a little different for you than it would be for me, you know, who's never well, been out of Plymouth, Indiana. So. You know, I joke. I joke about that. I took my kids on to Wisconsin. Yes. And uh, it's a World War II battleship, and it was it was eerily similar to the ships that I was on, so yeah. I wouldn't like it was that. <laughs> I going to say, I would imagine that it translates. I feel like it translates to a spaceship, too, so if any <laughs> incident involving in a spaceship, I'm going to be like, I know what that's like, because I, I was on one. Oh, I know so, what he's doing there. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of my gift. <laughs> I was attacked by a shark. I was eaten by a whale once, kind of. <laughs> Same thing, really. Just there's doors in a kitchen. I'd be like eggs for the shipmate, and they, they'd give me eggs. Is that what it was like when you were bit by a shark? I guess. I don't know. I've never so been bit I'm by watching, a shark. You're distracting me here, so I'm, I'm watching. Sorry. I'm watching Midway getting post-traumatic stress. And um, I, like I said, at this point, I, well, I'm pretty sure I was at Midway. And afterwards, I was, you know, I was like, whew, that was a journey. So I laid my head back and I was just kind of hanging out there. And um, I should have heard it because I felt the rumblings as the floor shook as uh, Chip, also known as Chompus, uh, my son calls him, comes trolloping over this 200 pound mastiff. And I told you, he likes to lay his head, he just wants to lay oh, his yeah. head down. Yeah. So he lays his head down, but it was on my face Ooh. as I was uh, laying back looking at the ceiling and my nose went up his lip on the inside. No. It was like spurlunking <laughs> in a really wet cave. <laughs> it was so deep. Like my whole face went up and I didn't feel an end to it. <laughs> wow. Uh I guess I'm not having breakfast this morning. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure I swallowed spit. Oh my! But ever since then, there's a bond <clears throat> between me and that dog. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it right there. I don't want to distract you again because I'm afraid of where you might go. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, I've got the. I've got, I'm just saying, I have the spirit of the animal world in me. Okay. <laughs> we got All some right. guests today. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> on that note, I think yeah. it's time we bring in some more lambs to the slaughter. Uh, these guys are <laughs> part of DIY comedy. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, folks. Let me get real. See, I gave them a serious voice on. These guys are the deal. You know what I'm saying? These guys are the real deal. These guys are the ones that put on the roast of Batman. Oh, yeah. But they did a, uh, they did they've done a bunch of shows joe killed yeah. somebody at a show once i remember that told you that yeah, yeah. it was a diy event yeah. man died from laughing he did it's a way to go i, I would say that's one of many but as a treat as a treat for your listening pleasure we got diy with us today there you go Lines uh, with us today is Brian Collins, one of the founding members of DIY Comedy. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's up, Dean? Rusty, how you doing? Doing fine, man. How are you? Uh, well, you know, I'm living in the house. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, you've got a, you've got a. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Brian Collins is a uh, disc golf aficionado. Disc so, golf, disc golf, and he's got a basket in his backyard, which got me eyeballing. That that is that is factually accurate. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see his skills on the course, though. See, back in the day, back in the day, I used to throw a mean disc. You did? I did. Oh yeah, I was. A, I was a serious disc golfer back I, in the day. I don't know. I don't see that. I don't know. You don't really? No. Wow. No, I don't. Uh, well, Rusty, you probably think that disc golf takes some level of athleticism, <laughs> right. and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 get that out of your mind right off. Okay. Yeah, basically, if you can go for a walk in a public park, you can be a top level disc golfer. Top so, level. Okay. Top level. Yeah, worldwide. Well, I, I'm, I'm not in gonna... order to in order to be a professional disc golfer, you need only send in some money to <laughs> the membership council. I think you have to have a Volkswagen uh, van too. Mm. Yes, well, you got to have something to sleep in. Yeah, because so so my my intro to disc golf was uh, in high school. We're out, and I want to say we were skipping class that day. Myself and uh, would have been Doug Hovermail. We might not have been skipping class. It might have been after class. But either way, it might have been summertime. For all I know, we head out to the disc golf course because we're one with nature, Rusty. Yeah. We like. To, I'm saying we like to get down. On the outside of town is oh, what I'm saying. Okay, all right. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna copyright that, so don't nobody take it. <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, we got to the disc golf course, and there was like 80 Volkswagen buses there, and we were like, "What is going on?" Because we've you know we've um, cruised through that area a hundred times, shall we say? And uh, it was a disc golf pro. It was a pro like the league was swiping through. And then that yep. guy ran into one of the pros, and he gave us a couple of actual discs instead of the cheap uh, Frisbee we were using, and uh, away we were. All over Indiana. My, yeah. my disc had a map of Indiana and the courses on it, and we were all over the place. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's technically one of the fastest-growing sports uh, in, the, in the country right now. I mean, it's still tiny compared to a lot of traditional right. sports, but uh, it, it is having some rapid growth. Well, when you go from 13 members to 37 members in only seven years. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's exponential growth. Exponential? <laughs> Literally. I don't know. Oh, how you been, man? How you been during this uh, quarantine time? Uh, we were talking earlier. You were, you were, your job sent you home, and um, and then somebody went and got mad and complained, and uh, now you're essential. Darn it! Yeah, well, it's really weird though. Like uh, that's exactly what happened. We were considered essential, and then they decided we weren't, and so we all went home. And our, I, I don't want to call names out, but our representative group to the government. <laughs> Went down and did some did some top notch lobbying, uh, greased right skids, and we became essential again. Uh, however, our distributors who give us products decided that they would continue to be non essential. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, so we're 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 in limbo right now. That sounds like yeah, that would be. Yeah, that's this this whole. I got up the other day and looked at myself and was just like, "Would you look at yourself? <laughs> I need a haircut. I need to shave. I don't care." 
This oh, is, no, I mean, it's bad enough. I'm about to cut my own hair. That's where we've ended up in this situation. This and, is like when the Joker was poisoning certain uh, certain part of cosmetic, uh, uh, like deodorants and makeup in uh, the ba- Batman with Michael Keaton. Do you remember this? No, I, I don't remember that. Do you remember this, Brian? Vaguely. The Mike wow. Keaton one, yeah. There's somebody out there that knows exactly what I'm talking about, and they're spitting out the ramen noodles as we speak. <laughs> That's right, brother. I feel you, ramen noodle guy, wherever you are. <laughs> so as you've been, you guys have been trying to stay busy as a group, tell, tell us about what some of the things you've been up to. Yeah, sure. So um, like Dean said earlier, we're DIY comedy, um, and then – We've been doing a couple. We do these DIY and canvas events. Uh, we did a couple of those. That's that's where uh, pre pre quarantine we got drunk and did art, and then uh, put it all over the internet. And now that we're quarantined, we got drunk, sad, and lonely in our own houses and talked to each other over the internet. Um, and we recently, what did we do? Oh, we played charades this last Friday, um, and yeah. then that was. That was live. That was a good time. And we're just trying to find different ways to uh, entertain people. So this Friday, in fact, we're going to be having DIY and Dragons. And I'm going to run a Dungeons and Dragons module for for the comedians. (laughs) And just like that, we're back to 13 members. There you go. (laughs) But I'll tell you, I mean, I can see a world where uh, this this thing's never going to get off the ground with a bunch of comedians. The bards are going to bard. For people who are familiar, they know what that means. Uh, yeah, I think we're probably going to burn a town down. So, yeah, that. But, uh, but no, yeah, we've been <laughs> we've been all over with that. Uh, and what else? We, oh, uh, us and the Drop Comedy Club, we're still doing a virtual open mic every Tuesday to keep that rolling. Yeah, that's, that's true. Wild. That's true. We did want to talk about this. So, how do you do that? All right. So, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Since I've never been involved with it, yeah, Brian, <laughs> back to you. Right. Uh so no, uh, we we're using Zoom. There's uh, there's a bunch of different apps and stuff to do. So I won't tell you that Zoom's the best or whatever, but it works well for us. Um, and there's a lot of rumors that the Chinese are stealing all that data. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> but, uh, so your jokes but, are up for uh, grabs. Hey, yep. But we uh, we set up an account or we borrowed an account. You know, uh, <clears throat> don't fact check that. And. Uh, <laughs> We go live on that Zoom, and then all the comics that are involved, and there's usually 20-ish, they all call into the Zoom line, and then we post it on Facebook Live. It can go to YouTube. If you want it, it can go to Twitch. Uh, But it broadcasts to all those different devices or uh, areas for live programming. And then people tune in and they watch. Uh, They haven't been like blockbuster movies, but we're talking hundreds of people every week tuning in to catch um, some open mic comedy, which... For anybody who's in it, knows that like anything more than twenty non comics is pretty good. So to have a couple hundred people to view your set is actually really awesome. That is good. Um, yeah, you know, and then like you know, and for us, you can contact DIY Comedy or the Drop Comedy Club uh, Facebook page directly, and they'll get you guys on if there's slots available. Um, but yeah, that's how we're running ours, and and since. Not to brag, but we were doing it before people were locked in their houses, and uh, we've seen a, we've seen a lot of pretenders uh, come come into the game. Uh, but it's actually awesome because almost every night of the week, uh, you can tune out of reality for a while and listen to people work through some material. Uh, 
you know. It is yeah. an open mic, so so there's a lot of, you know, eh with the great, but <laughs> it's it's cool. I mean, it's it's cool to uh is it just to take your mind off. I found myself yelling at the Shreds game. But the uh for anyone who's worried about Chinese stealing your content over Zoom, it's no worry at all. All you have to do is to arrange your jokes in a way that they don't translate well in Cantonese. That's what I well, do. Uh, okay. Yeah, you want to hear one? Yeah, let's let's hear one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so they don't speak cricket in, uh, I mean, I, in China. Just, I was trying to think of a haku, <laughs> but I couldn't remember exactly. It's like a three and a four. I don't remember exactly how they went. <laughs> so imagine had I said a really cool haiku right there Would about a killer. duck. Would have been killer, because that was that was what my plan was. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's on Tuesday at seven o'clock with the DIY hooking up with the Drop Comedy Club and um, trying to get some virtual open mics out there. You can catch them on Facebook at DIY Comedy or the Drop. Or if you know all the secret identities of the DIY comics, you can uh, go to their Facebooks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, there's no secret. Uh, I'll throw those out there. I'm Brian Collins. You can at me, at Brian Collins, uh, all over the social media. We have Maxwell Tidy, uh, Joe Tid, and Devin Tapia. Um, and then we also, when we do our stuff, we bring in some other comics So on occasion. So if you're a comic and you want to be involved in more than an open mic, uh, if you've got a deep anchor in to play some Dungeons & Dragons, uh, look us up. We might be able to get you involved. Uh, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons I can't imagine Dragons, anything more so. exciting than doing that online. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Rusty, I'm here to say, Rusty, oh, I hate to break your heart, man, but there are two multi-million dollar companies who support online gaming. Like, it's yeah. huge. It's absolutely outrageous. Like I said, nothing sounds more exciting than online gaming. No, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. misunderstood the context I, <laughs> don't worry about in... him he's a bitter divorcee he doesn't <laughs> like baseball or puppies or any kind of fun children laughing you should tell him i divorced the cubs not my wife so i, I want because this is going to go on the air and everybody's going to say oh i didn't know rusty and maggie got what do you divorced? mean it's going to go on the air like we're not live right now Oh, no, no. Rusty. Yes, we are. Everyone's blowing no, my No, this is going to be out here, and it's going to be out, it, it'll be everywhere. I can't have that. Rusty, are you, are you telling me that you divorced the Cubs at some point? Oh, yeah, about five years ago. Yeah, it's been a bitter oh, contention well, me, in our relationship. Yeah. Well, well, here, all right, well, Dean, I hope you and me can remain friendly after this, but uh, I grew up, you know, in South Bend, just east of Chicago, and I was a Cubs boy my whole life, and they finally beat me down, and I gave up on them. And then they finally snuck out that one World Series, and I want so desperately to ask them to take me back, but I'm too proud, and I can't jump back on the bandwagon See, what I, it would mean. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. It was a divorce. It was clean. It was over with. They got the house and the kids, but I'm perfectly happy. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not going back. I'm not getting involved in. I I don't even pay any attention to to who he's dating now or anything. It, it just yeah. Nope. Know. I've I've decided to go a bit younger. Uh, I buy baseball hats from AAA teams uh, that, that have really cool names. Um, you know, and it's maybe not as high profile, but it's rewarding in and of itself. And it's healthy. It's, 
Yeah, it's yeah. healthy. Well, that's all the time we have today <laughs> with these two losers. <laughs> Although I gotta say, I support the AAA thing because they do have the greatest yeah. names. Oh man. yeah, the Rockins, the and... Iron Pigs. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, I've always told you if I ever won the lotto, I'd buy a minor league team and I'd get way too wrapped up in it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they call me Top Pig of the Iron Pigs. You know. <laughs> Well, Brian, I do appreciate you coming on, man. I think we're hitting our time. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me, guys. Light me at five. Light me at five. Light me at five.